welcome to A Rich Life Podcast with your host, Alicia Richard, the show where we enrich, encourage, and inspire women entrepreneurs to build a business that they love, get inspired by other success stories, and to finally get the courage to start a small business and also to learn to maintain your business. Are you ready to live a rich life? Welcome to A Rich Life Podcast with your host, Alicia Richard. Alicia Richard is an award-winning entrepreneur, full-time photographer, wife, and mom, and is ready to teach you the different tools and strategies to start your business. Hello. Hello, hello. I am Alicia Richard and I am your singing podcaster. I would like to say thank you all so much for listening to this podcast each and every week. As I always say, sharing is caring. So if any episode has touched your mind, body, soul, spirit, and business, please make sure that you share this episode with some of your friends and family and fellow entrepreneurs. So in this week's episode, I had the privilege of interviewing Latoya Marie and OMG was the interview so good. I honestly cannot wait till you all listen to this interview. So let me give you Latoya Marie's intro before we hop right on into the episode. Latoya Marie is a licensed cosmetologist and a beauty professional. She graduated from the Douglas School of Hair Design and is currently a cosmetologist. Latoya is an eager and ambitious stylist who is always looking to expand her reach in her beauty career. She is passionate about the hair industry and making her clients feel beautiful. The health of her clients' hair is the biggest aspiration when servicing them. Her specialty is in helping women transform from chemical chemically processed hair to embracing their natural beauty. Her mission in life is to make the world beautiful one person at a time. So I am so eager to just hop right on in. Thank you all for listening. And I hope that LaToya inspires you throughout your journey of either becoming an entrepreneur as an entrepreneur or in your business some way, somehow. So thank you for listening and let's hop right on in to the interview. Hello, Latoya Marie. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you today? <laughs> I am doing good. I just would like to say thank you so much for agreeing to tell your story as an entrepreneur with the A Rich Life audience. I am sure that everything that you will say will just encourage us, enrich us, and inspire us to be great at what we do. So thank you, thank you, thank you for accepting the invitation. So let's just hop right in. And can you just tell us a little bit about you and your journey as an entrepreneur? Sure. Um, I would love to. First off, I would like to say uh, my name is Latoya Marie. Um, I am a hairstylist slash mom slash sister slash friend slash confidant slash everything you could think of as a hairstylist. Um, I had the opportunity of being birthed into a wonderful family uh, with my mom, my dad, Frank and Gloria, and uh, my three beautiful siblings who I love so much. Uh, and I am um, the wife to my husband. We've been married now 16 years. Wow. And we have two girls, uh, 19 and 12, Deja and Elena. So I'm so happy um, of the accomplishments I've had thus far. I wouldn't trade anything for my journey. I'm telling you, I wouldn't trade anything for my journey right now because it all helped me to become the person that I am today. I know. So, that's right. Yeah. So, um just starting off, I uh, always had the vision or always wanted to be um, a hairstylist. Uh, from the age of 16, I started doing hair. So I always wanted to do hair. But can somebody say life happened? Life happened. And um, I had a few detours, but I made my way back to doing what I've always loved. And that is to be a hairstylist. So that's 
part of my story. Got it. So can you tell us about like how the career change was for you? Because I know that like you worked in like pretty much like corporate America, you know, like you worked at a credit union for years and then you just um, decided that you wanted to take a leap of faith and become an entrepreneur. So can you tell us like how that journey was as you, you know, worked at your, you know, nine to five job and pretty much how you transitioned from that to where you are now? Sure. Um, I do want to go back uh, to the age of 16. When I was 16 years old, some people know and some people don't know um, that I had my daughter at a very young age. I was 16 years old. So um, my dad was always the dad that says, you know what? Uh, You're going to work and you're going to take care of this child. So from the age of 19, I started working at a federal credit union. I started off as a teller and then I worked my way on up um, to a loan officer And I worked there for 13 and a half years. Um, I loved what I did. And look in hindsight, I only see now that it prepared me for where I am today. So for 13 and a half years, I did that. I love my job. I met some incredible people, um, great people in which I still have friendships um, with today. And uh, it it was kind of strange because what happened was um, I remember my daughter was in second grade. My youngest daughter was in second grade. And they had career day at school. And she asked me, she said, Mom, she said, when you were my age, what did you want to be when you grew up? And it kind of made me think, you know, I was like, God, what what did I want to be in second grade when I grew up? And the only thing that I could think of was I said, man, I I wanted to be a hairstylist. And um, my, my daughter said, she said, well, Mom, she said, your dream almost came true. And, and and I said, what do you mean my dream almost came true? She said, because you do my hair, you do my mom's hair, you know. And I thought about that thing and I thought about where I was. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go back to that second grade kid again uh, who says that, you know what? When I grow up, I want to be a hairstylist. Um, it was so difficult. But then again, it wasn't because uh, working for 13 and a half years, I kind of got bored in what I was doing. Um, it was the same nine to five thing. Uh, I was living, uh, you know, I was existing, but not really living. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to do what I've always wanted to do. Now, was it hard? Uh, yeah, it was, it was very difficult leaving a structured environment and then now going to be your own boss. Um, it, it was very difficult. Uh, I did have to do some mental exercises um, to get me to the point where I was able and ready to jump. And um, one thing my mom said ever since I was in fourth grade, and she said, I always love a challenge. Um, I'm one of those people you can't tell me you will not tell me I can't do it because I'm going to do it. Don't tell me I can't achieve it because I will achieve it. And I will show you that I am going to do it. Uh, It was very difficult because at the time, not only did I make a career change, but I made a move as far as a regional move in from one small city to a big city to where I am right now. So it it really took a lot of mental uh, exercises. Uh, I had to prepare myself mentally for change. Um, Do I have any regrets of quitting my nine to five? Absolutely not. <laughs> not at all. I think I am the most happiest and I am the most fulfilled um, in being my own boss and being my own entrepreneur. So can you take us back to like what that transition was like? Because I know a lot of my audience may be like, well, what did she do? How did she do it? Um, So can you tell us like, did you, you know, like get your cosmetology license? Like what kind of schooling did you do to make that transition from your nine to five to where you are now? Um, Well, first of all, I want to say I had a lot of support. It was not me by myself. Um, and I think when pe- the misconception with being an entrepreneur, it's people think that you do it by yourself. No, you don't. You have to have people who are supporting you um, in some role, way, shape, form. Um, that person, that biggest support for me was my husband because he believed in me. He believed in my dream. Um, 
and I had my family. You know, I had them standing behind me. At first, my dad was like, are you sure you want to do this? Because this is a big move, <laughs> you know, to quit your good job with your good 401k, right. good benefits, and to do this, to do hair, you know. And, and I said, yes, this is what I wanted to do. Um, and I did go to cosmetology school. Um, and I did obtain my cosmetology license. So I am a licensed cosmetologist, a licensed hairstylist. Um, and it was 12 long, excruciating months. <laughs> uh, keep in mind that going from a nine to five where you're making uh, a living, making money into being a full time student, it's really hard um, because you go from making money to not making money. Mm-hmm. So. The first 12 months, it was, um, I was hustling. I'm going to tell you straight up, I was hustling. I was going to school full time and I was hustling on the weekends. You know, I was just trying to uh, get in where I could fit in, you know, make make money um, doing little odd jobs. They were legal, uh, doing <laughs> <little> odd jobs <laughs> just so that I was able to uh, have gas in my car um, and have lunch to eat, you know, on a daily basis um, with my fellow classmates. Um, but it was, it wasn't easy though. It, it was not easy, but it was worth it. It was worth it. So I know you said that, of course, like you came from like corporate America, pretty much where you worked at a credit union. Um, can you tell us how it was from being, um, at the time where you kind of was working from nine to five and then now you're a student. So how did that go? Well, one thing I can say about the organization I worked for is we were always a student. Um, There was training that we had to, I mean, it was like mandatory training every month. So even though I wasn't a full-time student, I was still a student. I was Mm -hmm. still learning. I was still um, learning new things, keeping up with federal regulations. I mean, it was always something that it was a university inside of the organization. So I was still learning, but going into a classroom now, keep in mind, it has, it was like 18 years from the time I even was in a classroom. Um, and keep in mind that I'm in, at this point, I was 34 years old. So I'm in the classroom with 18 year olds, (laughs) 19 and 20 year olds, uh, who hadn't lived yet, you know? So I'm like, oh my God, you kids, you have so much to learn. Um, but being in that environment, it, it was it was it was hard for me, but it wasn't hard. Uh, it's just that I had to learn full time versus um, part time from mm-hmm. my previous. So I was still learning, but just in a whole different way. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So can you tell us like, how was that experience now? Because I know you said that you had like a lot of hardship and you went through a lot, you know, transitioning from a corporate job to now you are a full time student. So can you um, give us like a little tip to the person that may be thinking about transitioning, but is a little afraid of it? So can you kind of just give someone just like what kind of tips or what's the main thing? to stand on even when it's really really hard going from you know the nine to five now you're a full-time student like what's the biggest advice you would give I would say jump I would that's in a in one word I would say jump I would say live your dream um I always tell my kids all the time you can't see the picture when you're in the frame You can't see the overall uh, outcome when you're in the midst of going through your um, transition. But I was always that person. And I always said, I don't ever want to live a life of regrets. I don't want to live a life of shoulda, coulda, woulda. I don't want to be that person at the end of my life and said to say, I wonder what things would have been like if I had done this. Right, right. I wonder how my life would have been different if I moved, if I opened my business, if I um, did whatever the desire was. I don't want to ever be that person. If it's something to the entrepreneur, if it's something that you are passionate about, because here's the thing, here's the key. You have to be passionate about whatever it is that you're pursuing. 
If you are not passionate about it, if you if, if it's not waking you up early in the morning, taking you to bed at night, right? Um, then it's not really a passion. It may be something that may just be a hobby, you know? And I think some people, you need to learn the difference between something that's a hobby and something that's a career, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, some people, they're not, they're not to that point where they want to give up that nine to five, mm-hmm. you know? But you have to make sure it's something that you eat, sleep, breathe, want to do for the rest of your life. And if not for the rest of your life, I know people say, uh, uh, don't look at it for the money. I look at it like this. Make it make sense. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that you're passionate about and you love doing, it will bring you the money. Right. Right. That's really good. That's really good. It will bring you the money, but it has to be something that you're passionate about. And the number one thing that I feel stops people from entrepreneurship is the fear of failure. Yes. The fear fear of failure. Um, Because when I was 26 years old, I opened my first business. I opened my first business. It was a boutique. And I looked at it and I did it with no financial backing. Um, the only monies that I used was monies of my own that mm-hmm. I had saved. And I opened a boutique and I look at it in hindsight because, you know, hindsight 2020. Um, I don't see that business as a failure. I saw that business as training. Mm-hmm. I saw it as a way uh, to show me how to operate my new business that I'm getting ready to open um, better in a more spirit of excellence. And when I think about failure, and I've heard many, many, many mentors say this, if you're going to fail, fail forward. Right. Wow. Use those experiences to fail, excuse me, forward. So take that knowledge that you've gained and use it and see, okay, how could I do this better? How can I do this differently? You know, because fear is what keeps a lot of people down right so people in the same position that they've been in for years but how will you know what you can do if you never try that's true wow that's really true that's really good that's some good stuff so wow so I'm excited about that and I know like how it is to be fearful because like how you said you do have to take that jump and that jump can be really really scary so (laughs) it could be really scary and I was um, talking to a friend the other day and I just said you know there's a difference between going to work and there's a difference between hustling and as an entrepreneur like you really have to hustle because when you're on your nine to five you're comfortable you know that you're going to get paid when you show up but when you're an entrepreneur it's like sometimes if you don't show up you don't get paid so (laughs) no sick days you don't have PTO no PTO. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so kind of just to hop back. Um, so, like, while you were growing up, like, when what are some of the other things that you absolutely enjoyed? So, I know you talked about like cosmetology and and all of that stuff, but what are some of the things that you absolutely enjoyed while you were growing up? Um, growing up, my absolute thing that I love was being with my family. Being with my sisters and my brother and my mom and dad. I mean, anything we did, we we always had fun. You know, we were each other's first friends, you know, before meeting people in the outside world. We were each other's best friends. So spending time with them, you know, was always a big thing um, for me. But going back to my childhood, I do want to say I feel like my mom and dad, they really prepared me and my siblings for entrepreneurship because they were our biggest, I believe strong parents create strong children. And and our parents really, 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 really taught us how to believe in the impossible and to believe in those things that you cannot see. So um, I know a lot of people talk about the law of attraction and things of that sort. You have to see it before you see it. Um, my dad was one of those, I mean, he was the biggest advocate of faith and seeing those things that, seeing those things before you see them, mm-hmm. you know, and um, from a child, you know, that that was one of the things that he taught us. And I feel like it prepared us, you know, for where we are today, for entrepreneurship and jumping and and just taking that leap of faith. 
you know, just taking that leap of faith. And as a child, they embedded that, you know, into us. That you, you know, you don't have to work for other people. You can work for yourself. Right. But just know, just know that if you work for yourself, you're going to have to work for yourself harder than anybody else. Got but at it. the end of the day, the reward is always so great. It's always so great. Got it. Got it. So another question that I have is, um, why did you finally decide to take the leap of faith? Like, what was that pivotal moment to really position you to say, you know what, I'm going to jump? Because I know you referenced earlier about like fear and how a lot of times fear keeps people from doing the next thing, from creating their, you know, their business. So what was that last straw that kind of just made you just transition? to just go just to jump um I didn't want to be a hypocrite that was the biggest thing I didn't want to be a hypocrite because I feel like um as a parent you know here you are you know you're telling your child you can be anything you want to be you know you can do anything you want to do if you put your mind to it and then here we are working on jobs that we don't like Mm. Um, we're working on jobs that we don't love, you know, and, and when my daughter came and, and, and asked me, you know, what I wanted to be, you know, I was like, God, I only, I always wanted to be a hairstylist, you know, and, and, and I felt like that was hypocritical to tell her, you know, you can be anything you want to be. You can do anything you want to do if you set your mind to it, but yet I'm, I'm not doing that. Right. You know? So I wanted to to show uh, my my children, you know, whatever it is that you're passionate about, you can do that. You can be that. You can you can have it, you know. And I and I always say, um, with me personally, I don't, I'm never jealous of of anything that anybody has because I feel like if you apply yourself, you can achieve that and more. Right. You know, and I look at some of the people who are uh, very successful and, you know, there there's so many names that we can call, you know, people who are very successful. And we look at those people and I look at them and I say, you know what? They're no they're they're not as any more talented than I am. You know, right. The, the only difference between uh, them and me is maybe they're a little more disciplined. Right. Their behaviors. Maybe they're a little more disciplined, you know. Um, and then I think about this movie that I saw and I know I'm a little off topic, but I tell everyone this story. I think about the movie Lucy, you know, and, and, and there's a part in the movie um, where Morgan Freeman says the average human being only uses 10 percent of their brain before they leave this earth. Wow. And to me, to me now that that struck home with me because I'm like the average human being only uses 10 percent. What would happen if you use 12%? Right. 13%. I mean, my God, let's try to use 15, 20%. I mean, we would be extraordinary human beings. And my thing is when I leave this earth, I want to do everything that I wanted to do. I want to die empty. I want to be the entrepreneur. And that's just where I am in life. If I want to do it, I'm going to do it. Right. So, this is where I am. so as you said that, like how you can name like a whole lot of other entrepreneurs, you can see a whole lot of people that are successful. Can you tell us what keeps you grounded to who you are so that you are not playing like the comparison games? Like some what are some of the things that you actually do on a day to day basis to keep yourself rooted? Like tell our audience that like with all the competition, all the competitors, all of the different people, what do you do so that that maybe we could practice some of the same things that you do. One thing that I do is I be true. I'm true to who I am. Um, I don't try to mimic uh, or duplicate anyone. I'm true to me. Um, I My mom always says, nobody knows you like you. <laughs> you can't leave you. Everybody else can leave you, but you can't leave you. And I'm truth. I know the truth and my strengths. And I know the truth and my weaknesses. I know those things that I'm strong in. I beat that drum until I can't beat that drum anymore. And those things that I'm weak in, I work on those areas. Um, First thing in the morning, I get up, I meditate. 
I I constantly um I believe in energy. I believe in positive energy. I believe in pumping yourself full of positivity. Um, I believe in finding out who you are. You know, anybody who knows me knows that I'm really big on temperaments. I'm really big on temperaments. I'm really big in um, knowing how the mind thinks, uh, how people comprehend information. You know, I'm really big on that. And and now that I know in the areas in which I'm weak, I work on those areas. I work on like one of my, my biggest things is time management. You know, so I'm working on time management. Um, how can I be more effective in different things? But I'm true to who I am. You know, I can never be someone else, you right. know, because everyone's temperaments are different, you know. And, and one thing I noticed about myself is I'm an artist. I'm an artisan. So I don't think on the same wavelengths of someone else, you know, who may be a teacher, you know, that's their gift is in teaching. My gift is in artistry, but I'm strong in the areas in which I'm strong in. And I never compare myself to anyone else because we all have areas in which we're strong and which we're weak. But for the most part, I pump myself constantly with positivity. I go to sleep at night with sleep meditation, with guided sleep meditation, (laughs) just to help my, just to help keep my mind positive and to keep my energy positive. Oh, wow. That's really good. That's really good. So I'm sure we all could learn from that. Um, And that's definitely something that I'll make sure that I do as well. And I hope that the A Rich Life audience try to adopt some of the things that she have been saying in this entire podcast. So um, my next question, um, Latoya, as you are an entrepreneur, um, I know we talked about like, you know, like being the nine to five and having that security. So can you tell us what are some of the advantages and disadvantages of being an entrepreneur? Um, The advantages are you're able to set your own schedule. And as being a mom, you know, excuse me, sometimes working on corporate America, I could not take off, you know, to go to my daughter's games or things like that. Um, It was kind of difficult, you know, being able to plan my schedule, plan my day. You know, that's one of the things um, that's a plus. You're in control of your life. You can plan your business around your life or plan your life around your business. However, you know, whichever in whichever order. But that to me is the biggest um, advantage is the freedom, you know. Um, but just keep in mind, there are going to be some nights and mornings in which you are working when mm-hmm. everyone else is sleeping. You know, uh, the people who work nine to five, they're sleeping at night. Most entrepreneurs are up in the wee hours <laughs> of the morning. <laughs> We're up at one. We're up at two. You know, just to make sure we are keeping ourselves relevant. You know, uh, as entrepreneur, you want to make sure you stay relevant. You want to make sure you're on top of your game in whatever your area of expertise is. You know, um, one of the disadvantages I would say is... Um, I would say finding good quality mentors because um, a lot of times uh, a lot of the the, the mentors um, are pretty much virtual. You have to go online to find people to mentor, uh, mentor you um, without being intimidated. Right. Um, you know, um, or that and that thing. And, and another thing I would say is bookkeeping, record keeping. As an entrepreneur, you are everything. Yeah. You are marketing. You are management. You are accounting. You are finance. You are, you are the employee and the employer. You know, you are everything. It's That's like true. a one-man band unless you're, you know, to the place where you can hire um, people, which I will be soon, but, uh, yeah, as an entrepreneur, you, you, you're everything. Right. Right. Um, so that's really, really true. Like just having to wear so many hats sometimes can really wear on you really. So you really have to kind of find that balance, right? Like really find that balance and ways to make things easy. So that really is true. Um, among that as, um, as in hairstylist and being a hairstylist for a while, can you tell us like how you are able to enjoy that space of being a hairstylist? Um, I'm passionate about it. It's something that I love doing. Uh, I love the ability to create, um, to see what I can use my hands to do. Wow. You know, um, and, and it's embedded in me. You know, I did my um, 
I did my personality profile and I'm anybody who knows me knows I'm really big on personality profile. So I did my personality profile and it was crazy because when it, it was written in black and white, but before that, you know, there were some things I was passionate about and it said that um, some of the things that would fit my profile would be number one banking, um, which I did for 13 and a half years. Uh, number two would be a hairstylist, which I'm currently doing. And the third one was a computer graphic designer. And wow. so I look at being an entrepreneur and I'm like, that's all three in one. I, I'm doing banking because I have to keep up with my books. I'm the hairstylist and then I am the computer graphic designer. So I'm doing everything that I that's in me to do. Right. Wow, that's really good. And how about it? Because I know like you're not only just doing hair, but is it kind of like a place of comfort for your clients? You know what I'm saying? Like as you're like sitting there doing their hair, but you're also talking to them. So is it like you're changing lives, the lives of people as they sit in your chair? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I feel like being a banker, number one, Um, prepared me for being a hairstylist because being a banker, I was able to deal with the most sensitive subject with people and that's money and finances. So I had to sit and hear a lot of stories um, of why people were where they are in their finances. Mm -hmm. And as a hairstylist, I have the same opportunity to listen. Um, People don't understand being a hairstylist. You do more than just do hair. Wow. Um, We're counselors. You know, we're listening to people's lives, wow. you know, stories. And not only that, um, one of the biggest things about being a hairstylist is we're creating a feeling. We are creating a feeling. Um, and I remember one of my old my old managers, she told me, she says, people may forget what they spoke to you about. They may even forget your name, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Right. Um, and, and that was one thing that, that stuck with me forever. And wow. I feel that now, you know, as a hairstylist, we are creating a feeling. It's nothing like a woman uh, looking in the mirror after she's done and see her have that boost of confidence. Right. You know, to walk out the door, you know, with a fresh hairdo to say, man, I feel beautiful. You know, and, and my slogan is making the world beautiful one person at a time. You know, that that's that's, you know, how I market making the world beautiful one person at a time. And for women, our hair is our crown of glory, honey. If our hair ain't done, we ain't happy. <laughs> you know, you feel me? Right. Um, but when that hair is done, that weave is snatched, we ready. We can face the world no matter what problems we have. Going on. <laughs> we are ready. We right. Can face it head on with a fresh hairdo. You know? <laughs> Right, right. And that is definitely true because I know I feel so like confident when my hair is styled. So that really is true. And then that goes to show like, you know, there are entrepreneurs that are really you know, like out here doing our thing, you know what I'm saying? So that's really encouraging to hear. And like, you know, like with somebody sitting in your chair, that's a way of therapy. And I never really thought about that until today. So that is, that's some good stuff. Like you're changing lives as people sit right in your chair. And I think that's really worth it. So that's awesome. Um, So like with your area of expertise, like how have you been able to use it to generate more sales in your business? Um, you know, it's crazy how things go full circle. Um, I, my expertise, and I think sometimes even as an artist, you know, it's, it's kind of hard, um, to put a price tag on your services. You know what I mean? Because, um, you know, sometimes you have people who will pay and then sometimes you have people who don't want to pay and, you know, want to talk you down on your price, you know, for your services. But I feel like you really can't, but you can um, I, I, as an artist, as, as an artist, we're very sensitive. We're very sensitive when it comes down to our work. Um, and I feel like working in my previous, what my previous employer has prepared me for, you know, making these sales, mm-hmm. you know, because at the end of the day, yeah, I love doing what I do, but I can't do it for free. You know, and it's all about, 
it's all about me. At the end of the day, it's all about that bottom line. You right. Know? How many sales have I had today? Um, and then creating a referral program, you know, for my clients, you know, to bring other uh, customers. My, one of my clients sent me um, a, a meme last night, and she says, uh, for the entrepreneur, it is turning a customer into a customer that brings customers. Wow. And yeah, she sent it to me last night and I was like, you know what? That's so true. You know, cause you never know how that one person, you know, can affect your bottom line and bring you four other people or, or better yet, 10 other people or 20 or a hundred, you know? Um, and I just feel like, you know, in, in order to meet that bottom line and retain sales, it's all about relationship and communicating with your, with your people, because if people feel confident in what you do and they feel comfortable with you, um, they'll refer you, mm-hmm. you know, and bring you more sales, you know, it, and I really feel like it's all about personality. Yes, that is very true. That is very true. Because a lot of times it doesn't matter like how talented a person is. If you have the person, if your personality sucks, you know what I'm saying? Then you may not generate as much. But if you have a person that personality that is warm loving and caring then people do attract to you a lot more so i am professional and yeah professional. yeah and professional and and i believe like attracts like mm-hmm. you know you are who you attract yeah I know that to be true because um it was one time I actually did a wedding and at the end of the wedding the bride was like you know how her fiance was asking her why didn't you choose someone else and she said I really like Alicia we're connected and I like her personality so even though she could have chosen like other people she gravitated to me not because I was the most talented but because she connected with me like how you said like attracts likes personality really matters and that's one thing that that really does matter so I I know that to be true um so the next thing that I want to ask you because I know that a lot of people from a rich life either we want to become an entrepreneur or we're kind of like right there or we're already into being an entrepreneur so can you tell us about some of the tools that you've used to help you grow your business some of the tools that I use um to grow my business um, outside of business cards, because, you know, business cards was w- once the traditional way mm-hmm. um, to do it. Word of mouth is always good promotion for your business. Um, I do use social media outlets. Um, I use Instagram, which is hair designs by Latoya Marie, Facebook hair designs by Latoya Marie. Um, I also use Twitter um, as a way to meet new clients. And I really do the old, you know, you know, the old way of doing things. I go out and I talk to people. Wow. I might see someone, uh, you know, in in the grocery store, you know, and to be honest with you, it was one day I passed out like 25 cards, you know, telling people I was a hairstylist and new in the area and wanted, you know, them the opportunity to do their hair. And I would say out of 25 cards I passed out, about 18 of those people came to see me from that one day of passing out cards. Wow. Yes. Yes. So and some of those people are still with me today. And that was almost two years ago Um, just by me passing out cards and making myself, you know, approachable, saying, hey, how are you? You know, how are you doing? And I feel like that's one of the advantages I have um, of being from South Carolina uh, is that anyone who knows people from South Carolina, we're hospitable. You know, anyone (laughs) from down south, you're hospitable. And I think that's one of the advantages that I have as a stylist up here in the north is that um that I talk to people you know and 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 not so much hey I want you to come sit in my chair no hey how are you right you know how are you doing today you know before you start spilling off yeah I'm a hairstylist and da 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 and I want you no how are you doing today you know um here here's my card if you're ever in need of a stylist you know hey look me up right I'm glad to service you you know and and that opens the door to so many Um, conversations with people that if you just walk by, you never have the opportunity to even meet those people. So sometimes the old way, old traditional ways of doing things, social media is good. Don't get me wrong. Um, But I found out that when I actually talk to people, um, those are the relationships in which they come. Right. You know, they come and they're loyal, they're reliable, they're consistent, you know, um, and those are the relationships that really last. 
Right. And I'm actually glad that you said that, too, because a lot of times, you know, if you would hear people, they would say, well, you know, I use Instagram, but I use this hashtag or I use that hashtag or I use Pinterest and all of those sources are good. But to hear that you've used like the street approach, you know, to walk up to people and give them their card. I think that's something that a lot of us a lot of times are missing out on because we're so used to being on our phones. But to actually have that interaction, like from person to person, that really makes a difference in the business. So I'm glad that you said that. Like you do the street, like you on the streets. Right. It ain't where I've been, but where right. I'm about to go. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh yeah. So that is really good. And I'm so glad that you said that, especially with, you know, like developing your brand and stuff to know that you, you know, went out on the streets. Like how I said, that is really, really good. So um can you tell us like if you have like a favorite book that you've read because a lot of our um, listeners may be, you know, like a lot of readers. And a lot of times on the podcast, I talk about some of the books that I've read. So do you have like a favorite book or maybe like a favorite scripture or like a favorite quote? Like, can you tell us like what's like your favorite that you've kind of just went back to multiple times as a source? Um, well, um, there is a book that I've started reading and it is a, a Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. And um, after reading this book, you know, it really totally changed my life because, number one, I'm an introvert by nature. So um, sometimes, you know, it, it, it's a bit uh, socially awkward for me, you know, to come out in a group of people and say, hey, I'm, you know, you know, I normally don't do that. And sometimes I do shy away from things. And um, the book that I read was A Year of Yes. And um, and it just really talks about how, you know, instead of no, saying no, you know, to a lot of things, um, a lot of opportunities, um, she pretty much gave herself a year of just saying, yes, I'll do it. Yes, I'll go. Yes. And it created so many opportunities um, for her just by saying yes. You know, so I've adopted the year of yes. This is my year of yes. So I, I'm saying yes. You know, because you never know. Um, my brother always says one door leads to another door. Mm-hmm. You never know how those doors are attached. You never know in what what kind of relationship you're going to build um, just by being at an event. You know, just saying yes. Um, and the, the the number one scripture for me that I actually got tattooed um, is Philippians 4 and 13. And that scripture says, I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. Wow. So there is nothing that I cannot do. And I tell myself, I can do anything that I put my mind to. Right. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, as long as you believe you can, you can, you know, and and the only person that can stop you is you, you know, and I tell my children that I don't care what people say about you. It doesn't matter what people say. It's what you believe. Right. That's true. It doesn't matter what they say. It's what you believe. And if you believe you can do it, you can do it. So, right. so that that's my go to scripture. Philippians 4 and 13. I yes. Can do all, things. all things. Not some things. I can do all things. right right so that is really good yes so i'll make sure that i remember that i could do all things through christ that strengthens me so that's really good so um i have about two more questions um one of the next questions that i want to know um what is your like current or your future projects like what will you be working on like what can we all expect from Latoya within the next year or so what 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 should we look out for well I just want to say um number one I am a singer by uh birthright um (laughs) I love to sing um which I I'm I'm working on some stuff right now you know um to sing. Um, and also I'm working on expanding my brand and, um, creating, I want to be that person that can create employment for other people. I want to be that person that can employ, um, young, young girls like me, 
you know, when I was 16, who wanted to do hair? Um, it's so many things that I want to do. I want to be an employer. I'm working on that as we speak, um, just to make people's dreams come true. You know, wow. it's nothing like the freedom of being an entrepreneur. So those are just a few things that I'm working on. Um, I do have, I, I thank God for some godly connections that he has given me, mm-hmm. um, with, with a few people. And, um, so it's, it's more to come. It's more to come. I just can't speak on it right now, but it's more to come. Wow. Wow. That is awesome. So like pretty much in your own words, um, how do you see the future of entrepreneurship? I think um, that people are now becoming awakened. Um, I think that a lot of people are becoming enlightened. Wow. And and tapping into their purpose. Um, I feel like uh, in this day and age, it, it is it's you know once upon a time we had to depend on TV uh, for everything. Now we have the world in our hands. Right. We, we own smartphones. There's so much knowledge and information. You know, this is no longer the day of dictionaries and encyclopedias. <laughs> I mean, hey, you want to know X Siri, X Google, you know, and, 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 and I feel like entrepreneurship is is going to um, increase by bounds and levels because a lot of people are um they're getting laid off because computers are now taking over a lot of people's jobs that's true you know and then you have a lot of the um uh older people who are retiring you know they're not able to live off of their pensions and their stipends because it's not enough so a lot of them are going back to see, you know, what what their dreams and aspirations were when they were younger. So I feel like entrepreneurship is going to be booming. And I don't feel like we were put here to just work, pay bills and die. Right. I feel like we were put here with many gifts, with many talents, with many ideas um, that we just have to put to work and bring to fruition. Right. And but I do see entrepreneurship t- making I mean leaps and bounds here in the, in the future. Cuz these kids now these children this technology, I mean these kids can do some amazing things now, you know? And I feel like if we train them and teach them that they can work for themselves, be their own boss, create jobs for other people. Right. And I'm telling you we would be doing some amazing I know that's right. I think entrepreneurship, we're going to take over. Right, because there's one thing that a robot can't do, and that's hair. So, (laughs) you better say it. Don't you let no robot do your hair. (laughs) In the pan. If you're in the service industry, you always going to have a job. That's right. The ATMs and and computers was taking my banking job. I had to find something that I. I, I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I know that's right. You will always have a job. So that always. <laughs> always. People always going to want to look good. Get their makeup done. Eyelashes. I know that is really good. Really, really good stuff. So I'm sure I've learned like so much from this episode. And I really do hope that all of our listeners have learned a whole lot from Latoya. And I hope that not only they just listen to it, but they just share it with their friends and family and other people that, you know, maybe want to become a hairstylist or just an entrepreneur to learn about the journey. So in closing, of course, Toya, you know that like this platform is where we enrich, encourage and inspire like women of all walks of life. So in closing, can you just encourage, you know, someone out there that wants to become an entrepreneur and just encourage us right quick. So whatever, you know, comes to mind, whatever you want to say, really, let's just get this encouraging piece going on for like, you know, the person that may be an entrepreneur, wants to become an entrepreneur or who is already an entrepreneur. Um, I would say if you want to become an entrepreneur, I would say jump. Um, do it. You don't want to live a life of regrets. You don't want to live a life of shoulda, coulda, wouldas. 
You don't want to be that person at the end of your life to say, I wonder what life would have been like if I had jumped. Um, I would say do that. For the person who's in entrepreneurship, I would say never stop learning. Always be that person, you know, to invest in yourself. Invest in those classes. Invest in those um uh, it's mentor mentorship classes and trainings and investing yourself. Never stop learning. There's always so much that you can learn. Always so much you can do. Um, for the entrepreneur, let's keep moving. Stay relevant. Stay on top of things because things change all the time. Things change all the time. There's always, you know, you look at your phone. There's always a new phone coming out. You know, you got the iPhone 6. Well, guess what? The 7 came out. The 8 came out. Now they have the X. You know, it's always uh, new things coming out. And, 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 and I would also say never be afraid to reinvent yourself. Never wow. be afraid to rebrand yourself, you know, um, which I'm actually working on rebranding myself. Never be afraid to, to rebrand yourself. And so you so you can reach a broader uh, audience. And I would always say this. Don't don't limit yourself by um, limiting your audience or limiting your clients or for a certain group of people. There's a whole big world out here. There's seven billion people in this in this world. You know, um, don't limit yourself to just a small market of people. Let's just broaden our horizons a little bit. But I would say to the entrepreneur, to the person who wants to become an entrepreneur, I would say in three words, as Nike said, just do it. (laughs) Wow, that was really, really powerful. That was really powerful. So thank you so much, LaToya, for joining A Rich Life Podcast. I am sure that we will hear more from you in the future. And for all of my listeners, can you let us know where we could find you so we could follow you on Instagram or Facebook? Where could we find you? Latoya, um, my excuse me, my my my. How do you say it? Handle for Instagram is hair. That's H A I R. Des, which is D E S by B Y Latoya Marie L A T O Y A M A R I E. My Facebook is Hair Designs by Latoya Marie. My Twitter is also Hair designs by Latoya Marie. So um, they're all the same. And I do have a website. I do have a website. And that website is www.hairdesignsbyletoyamarie.com. Got it. Got it. So thank you so much. And if you all are in the, uh, what is it, the Philadelphia area? We call it the DMV, the Delaware, Maryland, Virginia uh, area. (laughs) Our Philadelphia area. Wow. If you're looking for a hairstylist, a professional hairstylist, uh, just give me a call. Right. That number is 302-307-2920. Got it. Got it. Thank you so much. And I'll make sure that I have all of this information on our website so that you can contact LaToya. And that will also be in the show notes. So thank you so much, LaToya, for joining, joining us. We appreciate it. And we learned a lot from you today. So thank you. And we will see you soon. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye.